The Pokes Report podcast is sponsored by Stillwater Barber Company, located at 609 South Main Street, right here in Stillwater. Randall and Joe are serving up the best haircuts in town, which includes regular haircuts and skin and razor fades, as well as shaves and beard care and trims. The beard care includes a wonderful blend of beard balm, beard oil, and just a little bit of steam to bring it all together. And as always, shampoo and conditioners are two for $20, and I can vouch for the shampoo because that's what I've been using for the past several months. It's a wonderful tea tree oil shampoo paraben and sulfate free that leaves your hair and scalp squeaky clean and smelling great and as always you can find blue roaming around the shop so give them a call at 405-269-8590 or you can check them out at stillwaterbarber.co to book an appointment today welcome into the pokes report podcast emergency edition breaking news uh it's ironic you know brian you and i've talked about it Five hours before this, we're wrapping up a podcast, and we're like, you know what? Something's going to break. Something's going to be irrelevant, and I'll be damned. Uh, about four, a little after 4 o'clock, we had a, a commitment, a quarterback commitment, one year. Alan Bowman, former Texas Tech and Michigan quarterback. And I'll tell you, Robert called me at 5.40, roughly, roughly 5.40 on, uh, on Monday, and he said, well, part of your podcast is obsolete. <laughs> It was just laughing. I said, "Yeah, that's what Brian said too." So, but we're actually gonna we're yep. gonna we're gonna do a Zoom and we're gonna get some audio. Uh, about two and a half hours after we got done recording, Oklahoma State landed its transfer quarterback, former Texas Tech and former Michigan uh, transfer quarterback Alan Bowman, six three two fifteen. Everyone who's an Oklahoma State fan knows Alan Bowman and and what Alan Bowman has done. You look at 2018, he was a freshman. It's one of those weird Texas Tech freshman quarterback anomalies going up against Oklahoma State, but 35 of 46, almost 400 yards, two touchdowns. He had two picks, um, and then that was the uh, 41-17 win uh, by Texas Tech. And then I believe came back the next year with Oklahoma State winning. It was 50-44. I believe it was the COVID year, but he was 31 of 46, 384. Or no, that would have been 2019, right? Yeah, so, so it was 2020. He actually, whenever he was at Tech, the two times he played Oklahoma State were both in Boone Pickens Stadium. So he's very familiar oh, oh, with I see it now. the friendly confines. I misread it. 2018, and then in 2020 he returned. Um, That's right. 50-44, uh, com- completed 31 of 46, 384 yards, three touchdowns, had the one pick. Um. I'll just get your initial thoughts. I mean, you've had you've had about four hours to digest this. You know, well, you've had you've had <laughs> a month and a half to think about it, and you've had about four hours to digest the pick. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on Alan Bowman? The style of quarterback that we got is exactly what I've been wanting. I've I've been wanting a pro style thrower. A uh, and and that's used a little bit loosely. Let me put he has he has great arm talent. You can see that in all of his highlight tapes. You can see it. On all the any film that's out there, there's a great breakdown uh, by John Walker at Stillwater News Press. He he shows that on his Twitter um, uh, at by John Walker that you can see a few plays that he uh, breaks down for for the viewer and um, but also you can go onto YouTube and just type Alan Bowman. There's there's some great highlights from the Texas Tech times, um, Texas Tech days years. He doesn't have a whole lot for Michigan. He's going to come in with a fresh shoulder, but he has the arm talent. The he almost looks more comfortable yeah. throwing from I'm going to say bad feet. 
mm-hmm. um, from kind of a, a unorthodox, uh, you know, foot posture. But man, he's he throws a good ball, tight spiral, good, good velocity. So with a re, I'm going to say a rebuilding with a with a maybe struggling offensive line. Maybe you don't want somebody who specializes in in good footwork because it may not be there. So I think that I think he's going to do just fine. I think he he's the one year guy that comes into a room with uh, three younger quarterbacks, and and this is again us recording, and then something will change. Assuming all three uh, Gunner. Rangel and Zane Flores are still all in that room, um, you know, this spring and summer. Then he comes in there as as the leader of of those other three, but also as the guy who needs to learn the offense. And um, I think he was recruited into a Cliff Kingsbury, Texas Tech. So I'm gonna bet he can pick up a Casey Dunn offense. Um, but it's it's a great. I think it's a good pickup. Um, you know, is it does it. Is it a Max Duggan going into uh, for TCU going to take us to CFP next year? I don't think so, but I think it. I think it ups our win total. Yeah, I, I think that this is exactly this is exactly what Oklahoma State needs, right? I mean, it's not like like you said. It's most likely not going to be a Max Duggan type situation, but you're going to get a guy that has played a lot of college football. He's, you know, he's played college football since 2018. He had a lot of success at Texas Tech while healthy, and that was that's unfortunate. You know, he had a couple of had a couple of bad injuries, and when you look at some of the success that Texas Tech quarterbacks have, at least early on, it's it's tricky to put someone else out there in in replacement of of Bowman. That kid do really well and pull him and say, you know what, I'm sorry. I know you did really, really well, but we have this guy. You know, I mean, it's it, it's like I talked about on my radio show today. If 2020 happens, you know, Spencer misses the first, what, three, three, four games of the season, goes down. If Shane Illingworth goes out there in 2020 and throws for 1,700 yards in those three games, you know, and is th- it throws for like nine touchdowns and one interception and is just absolutely electric. Then you know it would it would be really difficult for Mike and and Tim Rattay and Casey to be like, all right, Spencer, it's your turn to go back out go back out there. I know you're healthy. Go on. You're probably not going to do it if Shane is if Shane is really rolling. Now it didn't happen. Shane played you know he played well enough, but when you look at Bowman, the time he was on the field, he was really good. You know he did what he needed to do, um, and, and this is the perfect stopgap quarterback for Oklahoma State in this scenario. Right. I, I think that right. I think it would be difficult for the coaching staff to go out and bring in a two or more year guy. Um I don't know if I don't know if two years affects Zane Floors, but if you when you're looking at Garrett Rangel, you know, a guy that, that went out there and showed that he could play at this level, you give him more experience, you give him more time in the weight room, you get him a good offensive line. You bring in a guy that has two years left, Garrett's probably gonna say, you know what, I appreciate everything you've done for me. But it's clear you don't think I've got what it takes. I'm out, and and that's just and that's just the world we're in now. Absolutely, and there's no question. When you look at the transfer portal, you look at NIL. You know, I I'm I don't know if it's going to stay this way, but it's no long. And I'm whether it's right or wrong, no matter how no matter how you feel about it, 
it, it's no longer a, I've committed to this school, I'm going to stick at this school, um, and, you know, whatever happens, happens. I can work my way into the lineup. Now it's, you know what, you brought me in, you lied to me, I've got a better opportunity, I can go make money somewhere else, I can go play, I'm out. I don't think, with, with a one-year quarterback, I don't think you're going to see that. I think this no. is a this is a fifth-year guy that has a load of experience. He's played at a high level when he's been on the field. He's going to bring a wealth of knowledge. He's going to bring a wealth of experience to these young quarterbacks. And if if Garrett or Zane beats him out, then Garrett or Zane beats him out. If if and I'm not saying that they're bringing him in to absolutely start, but as Tom Dorado would say, they're not bringing him in not to play him. So sure. it's going to be healthy competition. They're not, they're not bringing him in for his, his film room expertise. No, no, absolutely not. You know, you're you're bringing him in to see what he has. You know, and it's going to. I think it's going to make a healthy quarterback competition in the spring. I think that this this also further accentuates that the run game is going to the gap scheme blocking rather than the zone read stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you are bringing in an experienced quarterback that is not a run first. He is uh, for his career. He has negative nine yards rushing. So teams are better whenever he doesn't rush. <laughs> yeah, no question. Yeah. He, but he also has uh, a 67% completion percentage over his career. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's probably like, I mean, if you take out the, the 11 Michigan attempts, it's probably somewhere in the 66.7 range. Okay. Well, that's 6% better than what we've had here for the last four years. And that has been a a complaint of fans. It's been a complaint of of, of probably coaches within the coaching staff uh, of consistency of getting the ball to targets. And I think that I think Bowman can do that from as we just said from a maybe an unorthodox way. Sometimes mm-hmm. he's you know gunslinger is is kind of the easy term to use because he's from Texas Tech. So we're not getting Mahomes 2.0. It's not that kind of a gunslinger. He's not Brett Favre, but unorthodox is probably the easiest way to, to say what it looks like he's most comfortable doing, but on his, there's a, there's a freshman highlight tape, just that game, the 2020 game versus OSU. You can see all the different, I mean, he steps into throws. He throws off the back foot. There's some good ones. There's a pick, there's three touchdowns. You can really get a good view of of what he's going to do. It'll be also interesting to see what did he learn at Michigan? What did playing with a Cade McNamara, playing under Jim Harbaugh, who can be a little risky uh, at times. I mean, he, he walked into Michigan in a battle with Cade McNamara for the job, lost it, um, and, you know, apparently that's going to be Oklahoma State's gain here. But what did he learn while he was there? And – Robert always talks about this when you give when somebody loves something and you take it away and then the old Marcel Aitman thing and then they go back in there how much more do they love it mm-hmm. whenever they get a chance to to do it again and I think we're gonna see a, a rejuvenated a um, a more you know an excited to lead this guy's getting a COVID year uh, who knows if he's gonna get a medical redshirt he had a deflated lung mm-hmm. you don't get a medical redshirt from that I don't know what you get one yeah. so. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what all he gets eligibility wise, uh, left, but at least one year. And, and I think it's, I think he's a great fit. Yeah, I, I would think so. You know, and that's, and that's what you look at. I, I, I think you just hit it. I, I think that's the perfect way to look at it. 
you're getting a guy that a knows how to play at this level. He's played at a, he played at a high level. He played well when he was when he was healthy. He has a wealth of knowledge, having played for five years, having played against the Big Twelve, having played in the Big Ten. So not only is he going to bring the the experience and the leadership, but like you just mentioned, he wasn't able to play for a few years. Took a, a handful of snaps over a couple seasons. He knows how to play, and then you give a guy that knows how to play the game another chance. And and here's the thing. There is a they, there is an absolute legitimate chance that he is the starting quarterback in the fall. Now, Garrett Rangel could he could have a monster spring and a monster summer, monster fall camp. Uh, same with same with Zane. I would find it difficult to think a true freshman is going to play and start, but it's very possible that either one of those guys, Gunner, I guess Gunner included, could could have a monster spring. But when you look at this Coming guy, back off elbow surgery, yeah, yeah. When you look at this guy, though, I mean, you're you're bringing him in. He's going to be confident. He's got a good arm. I, I like this pickup. I, I think this is a I think this is a good sound pickup, and it's exactly what Oklahoma State needs in this type of situation. You know, you're not you're not bringing them in to be a multi year starter. You have your guys on the roster that are the starters of the future. You need a stopgap guy. If he doesn't play, guess what? He doesn't play. But you've got him, and I think that's the most important thing. Well, and the last thing for me here, uh, and then we'll get to we'll get to Robert, and we'll get to uh, the rest of our recorded podcast here. But the twenty nineteen, he only played three games. He was a hundred and one for one fifty four. That averaged thirty three for fifty one in three non conference games. So that's just a it's a throwback to the old Big Twelve right there. But absolutely, uh, you know, I I think it's going to be fun and. Um, it's going to be a great quarterback battle. Uh, the the spring game, the spring finale, the spring hurrah, whatever they want to call it this year, I would think should be very well attended because all three quarterbacks are basically people you don't know a lot about. Mm-hmm. So showing up to go see how they throw the ball will be fun. The only thing I'm not looking forward to with Alan Bowman, the hordes of Texas Tech fans. Oh, you guys steal everything, man. You got to oh, take our quarterback, man. The quarterback, too. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Yeah, like Brian said, we've got a – it's roughly 45 to 50 minutes. We've got a podcast here. We did a, a see, kind of a season wrap-up. We talked about the portal. We talked about the attrition. Uh, we talked about what this team could look like next year. Uh, obviously, you're going to want to disregard the part where we say, oh, they're, they're, they'll have a quarterback. We don't know who – Hey, um, no, we were absolutely correct in saying that they will have well, true, a but we portal quarterback. But don't listen to it and say, um, "Well, I wonder who they're talking about." Because this is yeah, this tells you. you, Alan Bowman, former uh, Texas Tech and Michigan quarterback, uh, commits to Oklahoma State right around four o'clock. So, uh, good pickup for Oklahoma State. They got their stopgap, and uh, that's after Brennan Armstrong, uh, the former Virginia quarterback, committed to NC State. Um, I guess it had been over the weekend, but that's right around the same time. Um, Bowman's on campus and then Armstrong's committing to uh, NC state. So, um, and it, yeah, I would love to truth serum somebody of the old, the old Jim Traber truth serum. Uh, I would love to put that was, was Armstrong their guy or did they take a say, did Bowman become, was he there? I know Armstrong came in first. I get it. But the, the is that one of those, the longer we look at this, maybe Bowman's our guy. I'm be, I'm curious as to know, when Bowman became available, like when he came on their radar, but mm-hmm. I, I think when well, you... he was a he was a late transfer, I think. Uh, well, okay, 
first, I think there was news of it during the season, but then, um, then it was like December 18th was his, was his, uh, his tweet. Yeah. I think it was December 18th. I think you're, I think you're right. So I'm curious as to when that's that's late. Like, like was Oklahoma state in on him? That's what I'm curious about. Were they in on him? When he went into the like, if it was December eighteenth, or were they like, okay, here's another guy? But I, I would have to imagine that they wanted a Brennan Armstrong. You don't have to. You really don't have to change anything. You know, it's a it's sure. a Spencer type. It's a Spencer type of quarterback. Um, maybe not as athletic, you know, but you're getting a Spencer type quarterback. Run, throw. Uh, don't have to change the offense much. You know, kind of run the similar schemes. Obviously, fix the run game, but I think it's kind of like normal recruiting like the high school recruiting Uh, Oklahoma State they get in on a kid they offer a kid that you know I mean it's like you know it's like it's like courting a a a girl or or a boy you know it's like well I like you and then you know like you're all they're all gung-ho and then after about a couple weeks you're you start to get the one word text response and the you know (laughs) you're the one asking all the questions and they're just responding kind of a thing so I would imagine that's probably what it was and then they started to move on so well so uh Brennan Brennan Armstrong looks like on on December 14th there was an article that said that he was going to going to take the visit to Oklahoma State. So that's before Bowman even Correct. even announced that he was transferred. Correct. Yeah, the, he he did come. Yeah. He was he was here and it was strictly a football trip. He did he didn't want to go look at classrooms. He didn't want to look at the academic center. He's graduated. I'm here to play football. Uh, I don't care about anything. Tell me else. he didn't go get Eskimo Joes. Probably did that, probably. That's but he didn't cool. want to, it. Whatever outside of football at the university, he said, "Nah, I'm okay." Um, but I'm curious as to when the when the lack of interest started after that, and yep. what and what side was it? Because obviously they were they were in on him, and I'd imagine pretty heavy. Um, but this is a good pickup. I, I like the pickup. I like the addition. You're getting good experience. Uh, you're getting some. You're getting some good talent, you know, kid that, that knows how to play at this level can obviously sling it. Um, and like you said, get on YouTube. He's got some pretty good highlights when he's healthy. So certainly wish he stays healthy. Certainly hope he stays healthy. But uh, I like it. One-year quarterback kid in uh, Allen Bowman. And, hey, guess what? He's a ginger. <laughs> he's a red Andrea loves the pickup. You better believe it, man. So does Casey Kendrick. I yelled it at a, across the street today. He was over by Aspen when I was leaving the when I was leaving the station, and uh, yep. and he was I was like, "Do you hear the news?" And he goes, "No, I don't follow recruiting." And I said, "Alan Bowman." He said, "A ginger." So yeah, <laughs> it was cool. All right, that's going to do it for the emergency podcast. Zach Lancaster here alongside Brian Murphy, again Oklahoma State landing Alan Bowman, former Texas Tech, former Michigan quarterback, uh, and again coming out tomorrow, so Tuesday. We're going to have a full podcast with uh, Brian and myself and Robert Allen. Again, like I said, it's kind of a preseason or, excuse me, a postseason breakdown, kind of talking about the transfer portal, talking about the attrition, kind of moving ahead what the team could look like, and we're going to dive into some spring football uh, coming up here in the next month or so. Obviously, we got the, the February signing period, so we're going to have some more recruiting to talk about. Um, but that's going to do it. We'll talk to you next time here on Pokesport.com.